Hello and welcome back to Grin and Birth with me, Rebecca. And we've had a wee bit of a lockdown leave going on for this past two weeks, a wee bit of sunshine. So, as always, we have James Perry. Hello. <laughs> I'm waiting for the yo. But oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, I've got two questions to start off with. Yeah. So, the first one is... They better not be you, hard, Rebecca. What? They better not be hard questions. No, they're not hard. Well, there's one of them that changed, but that's because... It was a bit of a shitty question, but uh, <laughs> might fit it in. The first question is, what do you wish you had known before becoming an adult? Oh, my God. Well, you see, that's easy because I haven't become an adult yet. Well, <laughs> I thought that might have been the answer, but, you know. <laughs> um, oh, God, what a question. You go first because that's a tough okay. one. See, the more, I don't know, what this is so weird, but the more I work around people and, like, the public and stuff coming in and work, I'm like, I actually realise how much I despise like selfish people that I sounds think. so bad like people like i'm working i was like i hate people so much and they're like are you all right i'm like well, no. that, that, that's what i thought you were gonna say you hate the public. <laughs> the public most of them are nice but then you always remember the ones that are like oh yes so yeah that would be one for me it's a bit like a good old father ted where um they were, they were talking about jack and father jack anyway said they were saying something but yeah that's about jack jack doesn't particularly like strangers mm-hmm. and Dougal turns around and goes I am he doesn't like people that he knows either <laughs> <laughs> so good that never ages that show <laughs> no absolutely not okay so what would I what I want to have realised before I became a fully grown adult now let's just say roughly about say mid-twenties or something like that what I would want okay. to know before mid-twenties is that the power of everything you have is in your mind and it's not your circumstances it's your decisions that act yes. your life. And I only find that out at the age of 35, never mind 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I would love to have found. would have made things a bit more easy. That's not just me and it's not just boo-hoo, poor James. Yeah. It's in nearly every situation you can do something about it. And not mm-hmm. to be also not to be caught up in the bullshit of life and commercialism. And if you want to go and do something, just you go and do it, Rebecca. Yeah. Now you say this to me like nearly every podcast and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, absolutely. If you want to do it, just you go and do it. Don't yeah. give a damn what everybody else says. Yeah. You know, there's a number of times that people talk about, oh, I'm interested in this hobby and this hobby and all that. And with people that I would have hung about with, you know, if you liked something out of the, out of the ordinary, you'd been ridiculed for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm going, everybody's entitled to like whatever they want and do whatever they want. As long as obviously been the rules or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I would have liked to know, just to be a bit more open in my thinking when I came out. I myself. Not that I'm strange. That's not a word I'm supposed to use. But uh, no, yeah, strange, huh? well, I know. But We're all in work, strange. yes, and <laughs> work and stuff. They would be like, just they look at you and you're like, here's just something else. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Just because like. If I like a comic or something, I'm just going to say I like a comic. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't like that. You know what I mean? You like a comic? Yes. If I like reading comics or whatever, the ones where are like, fair enough, that's you. Whereas if you're kind of in like a wee click or something, 
I don't know, like there's this one person that might have said the like something and I'm like, well, why don't you let everybody else know that? And they're like, no, because that's just that's just not what you might like it. But I don't think anybody else would like it. So they're doing that to fit in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I remember dealing with this per- a said person for a good number of years. And they were the most backward, closed-minded thinking person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And this person would have ridiculed anything or anybody that wasn't in her frame of thinking. Yeah. And that's just what I thought that's the way life was, where um, it actually took me to remove myself from that person to actually open everything out in terms yeah. of, you know, everybody's entitled to do what they want. And that of itself, it's obviously, with it all and you're not hurting anybody else. Yes. Um, you're well done. You're, if you like to read comics, brilliant. You know what I mean? I love Irish history. I love Egypt. Yeah. I love the odd nerdy thing in TV. I love with space and quantum physics and all this other mad stuff. Perfectly entitled to do it. Like, if some really? other people don't like it, tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> tough luck. Tough luck. Aye. So, um, yeah, that's anything else? No, anything else that you would want to change? Mm. Not, not to worry about small stuff. That's another thing. Oh yeah. Not to worry about meaningless crap, which I would have been great at doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do it the other time, but and then the other thing is, Rebecca, is the things eventually work out. But they mm-hmm. generally work out. Yeah, just have to give it time. The other thing is too. I remember being younger and you're kind of thinking, oh, you want all the money, you want to do this, you want to do that. But at the end of the day, if I was to die tomorrow, what's that money going to do? It's just going to be sitting there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the no. same time, I do like to have a safety bracket, do my budget and stuff. But yeah, the whole thing about being rich and having the money, it just, nah, doesn't appeal to me. And the reason why I was sort of <laughs> laughing there is there's a couple of good old sayings about that, right? Uh-huh. There's, no, there's no such thing as pockets in a shroud. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, there's no such thing as a tow bar and a hearse. Right enough. I've never seen a tow bar and a hearse. No such thing as a tow bar and a hearse. Many <laughs> people would love to put a trailer on the back of the hearse and take all their possessions with them. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> and then the final one, of course, the typical one that most people probably do know, you don't want to be the richest man in the graveyard. Yeah. And I suppose very true. But the, on the other side of the coin, Rebecca, is that you don't want to be naive either. You want to be financially secure or financially... Yes. You're comfortable, but not at the not at the price of of your health or mm-hmm. enjoying your life. And that's like, I suppose that's a great way. But you see, ten years ago, my career, mm-hmm. I worked every hour God sent, just for money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and again, it's that conditioning and to go on. Oh yeah, especially in accounting, where where my background is, that's the way you're conditioned. Yeah, especially in in a company, if you work for them, that this is basically you work every hour God sends. Whereas, do you know something? I probably have just as much money now as I had ten years ago, and working two part time jobs, one for university, and then the other for my own business. And Mm -hmm. flexibility is brilliant. Yeah, I'm kind of the same full time wise, as in because this is my first full time job. I'm like, I feel rich some of the months because I'm like. I don't really know because obviously I still live at home and stuff. But yeah. at the same time, it's far better than getting paid on a zero-hour contract. You know, you're only getting maybe, sometimes you're only getting 80 pound a week and I'm going, you just can't live off. Well, I can't just live off that because of my car and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
Pretty much me. So no, that's definitely the way I think about the money situation now. But as I say, can't be naive. Um, in terms of yes, I would always encourage people out there to try and get some sort of safety net. Mm-hmm. Might take a while. Might um, take a bit of reassessing where your money's going to. Mm-hmm. But try if you can, if you can, try and set aside something per month aside and let that try and grow over the space of time because then, especially in times of guess, good old coronavirus and stuff, it just eases the panic a wee bit. Yeah. True. But I could talk about personal finance all day. Like, don't stop. <laughs> We've got, you've got some premium now, so I mean, far away. <laughs> Zoom premium. Zoom premium. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to cut that subscription now. It's causing me too much money. <laughs> <laughs> See? You're on the ball. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Have you any other questions? Yes. The last question is, could you, or maybe you've done this, right? I don't think you have, but I think you've been, you told me you were in the Himalayas, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. So could you, or would you climb Everest? No. And no. And why not? <laughs> <laughs> so believe it or not, this time last year, I was in the Himalayas. Yes. Um, which is mad. I'll talk about that in a second. But in terms of Everest, not, no. Nah. Believe it or not, it's now becoming too common. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, believe it or not, climbing Everest is quite a common achievement now. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; it's an amazing achievement. But I just don't have the inclination to do it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. So I said that just coming back from um, a trek in the Himalayas this time last year. Um, I done that, which is a the reason why I've done it is because it's very much off the beaten track. So the, mm-hmm. Annapurna, the Annapurna circuit, I've never even heard tell of it before I went on to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have never heard tell of it yet. Um, National Geographic and all have said it's in the top 10 tracks in the world and uh, things like that. Um, and where I got to there, Rebecca, was I got to the highest pass in the world, right? Okay. So about 17,500 feet, which is higher than Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Jesus. And it's higher than any um, mountain in Europe. Was the oxygen kind of... Oh, yeah. three, three days I was struggling. Tell you a bit about that in a second. So I'm quite, I quite like the fact that I didn't do Everest Base Camp. Mm-hmm. But I did do the pass, the Thornap Pass, because it's off the beaten track. Not too many people have done it. Mm-hmm. And even in terms of Rebecca being an achievement, right? So you know about me and the wonders of the world. Yes. Now, loads of people go to the wonders in the world, but not too many people do the Annapurna circuit. Yeah. Or get to the Thornla Pass. So that's the reason why I'm quite, um, I'm, I'm really delighted to have done that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily my thing. It wasn't my interest, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas the wonders of the world are my interest. Mm-hmm. So the long-winded answer is, I don't think I would ever do Everest, no. Also, to be honest with you, a flipping. 15 and a half stone boy who likes powerlifting and all. I'm not terribly built to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's I found it toughening the tracking because mm-hmm. I'd be, I wouldn't be flexible or nothing like that and the cardio wouldn't be as it, what it used to be. Yeah. But the oxygen levels, I so tell you, <laughs> tell, you, tell you a story about that. Yes. We were in a place called Manang, right? And we had already walked, we'd walked nearly 100 miles to get to Manang. Okay. 
and I was struggling at this stage because this was the start of the real getting up higher mm-hmm. altitude. So that was fine. And we went then from Manang. So we stayed over and we, we acclimatized for about a couple of days there. But I was struggling and my appetite was starting to go. I was really a bit cranky. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really ever cranky. Like, and I was a bit cranky and the sleep was getting disturbed. Now, just to put this into some sort of context, I had done the Dead Woman's Pass, which is in Peru, okay, to get to the Inca, to get to Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. the Inca Trail. That was 14,500 feet. And the only effect that I had there was I woke up in the middle of the night, my heart was beating a bit faster. I went back to sleep again. We were camping there. Mm-hmm. I went back to sleep. That was fine. But now we were getting into like 17,500 feet territory, which is a different kettle if I show it together. Yeah. So that was grand. The very next day from Manang, we went to what's called high camp. And that's the day, that's where you rest before you go to cross the, the, the pass the next okay. morning. And so our, our tour leader, who's a friend of mine from De Patrick, he was taking our bloods, taking our, our oxygen levels. Yeah. So he put this wee thing on our finger and that tells you the percentage of oxygen in your blood. And apparently healthy is about 80%, right? Mm-hmm. I was 50, right? And I was struggling that night. I was yeah. really, really struggling. And so I went and got a bite date. I literally forced it down me. Mm-hmm. I went to bed early. Now, to be honest with you, those bed, those bedrooms are whatever. They're like coal sheds. That's basically okay. where you're sleeping. Like you're just mm-hmm. rough and ready with corrugated tin roof. And so I hardly slept that night. And then we got up at half three to leave at half four in the morning to to, to, to walk three hours to get up this pass. Yeah. And Rob put the wee thing on my finger and it was about 70%. percent i just gone off and he says, James, if you were below 70, you won't go on. Yeah. You were staying here or you were getting a helicopter to go down to Kathmandu. So managed to get there. Got there. I was absolutely wrecked, destroyed. The altitude destroyed me, I have to say. <laughs> but uh, I live uh, I live now to tell the tale. Yeah. It was brilliant. So that's a very long way to answer, long way to say no. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I would want to do it. It looks pretty cool, but I don't think I could cope with the oxygen thing. I think I would freak out. Not that it's the same thing. Definitely not nowhere near the same thing. But a couple of Saturdays ago, me and my brother and his girlfriend went up Sleeve Binion. Right. And it was right. unreal. But I didn't think, we kind of looked at the mountain and I thought there's not a chance we're getting up there. But I've done right. Donard before. But aye, aye. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's amazing up there. Binion as in the Devil's Bite? Yes. I think, yes. Uh, yes, I've never done the Devil's Bite. See, there's wee Binion and big Binion. Mm-hmm. I think it was big Binion, my dad. I, I, think, I think that's the Devil's Bite. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who is not from Azerbaijan. Yes. <laughs> and who is from the north of Ireland here and you know the, the, the look of the morns, you were about, as you look at Sleeve Donard, you were about three or four mo- mo- uh, mountains to the right of Sleeve Donard as you look at it. Yes. That's a devil's bite. That's a jaggedy one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's class. I've never done it, but it's my favorite mountain in the mornings, and yet I've never climbed it. Mm-hmm. That's got the big granite, what they call granite tours, which is yes. like outcrops of granite, mm-hmm. which makes it look jaggy from afar. Mm-hmm. Class. Um, no, we're very lucky here, like to have all that around us. Yep. But again, there's so many people. Isn't there a plane crash up one of the mountains from years ago, like the war? There's like a plane. Yeah, I think, I think it is yeah. somewhere. 
somewhere. That's pretty cool. Um, but Donard's and Donard's not Donard isn't actually that bad to climb. No. Well, the first time I did it, you could see like the pulse in my throat. It was just boom, boom, boom because I had never really st- I hadn't walked at that point. Like started walking, and I just thought, "Oh, this will be a breeze." Oh, no, 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 wasn't a breeze. <laughs> I, I'll caveat that to say you need some sort of basic fitness yeah. in order to get up Donard. But if you do have that, it's not too bad. Yeah. You know, you're what you're talking about probably two and a half hours up and two hours down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's lovely, like it is. It's a lovely, lovely walk. But <laughs> see, the, the other thing is for me doing the Annapurna circuit. I never trained. I just rock. I just turned up. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I know. To do uh, to do a 195 mile walk and to get the highest pass in the world, and I didn't train for it. Sorry, I I, I, I lie. <laughs> I done once up Donard and three times around Catalan Lake. I just picture you turn up your backpack and like, all right, lads, let's go. <laughs> That's basically what happened. I and I suffered for it. And I have to say, I suffered for it. But you did it in the end. But we got it. We got it done, okay. uh, and mm-hmm. we done. So there was four of us, four local fellas here. Well, one fellow was from Larne, but the, the other two boys were from one boy was from Depatrick, one fellow was from Saul, mm-hmm. uh, boy from Lock and Island. I fell from Larn, and we were one of the rare ones that done the full 185 mile walk because some people stop. Once they get to the pass, you travel this place called Mutanat, and Mutanat mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a very sacred um, Hindu town. Mm-hmm. So you get loads of people from India going to Mutanat. Then the next day, you go from Mutanat to a place called Johnson. Okay. And Johnson's got an airport. And people then fly back to Kathmandu from Johnson. No, us just walk the rest of it. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'll just walk. So we so we done we completed the full traditional Annapurna circuit, which was yeah, brilliant, it's a brilliant achievement to say we don't absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. That, well, that, 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 that sort of thing, Rebecca. I think you have to be a certain way or a certain build. Yeah. A certain interest to walk, walk, walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. The reason why I brought up that question was because I knew you had told me before you were at Himalayas, but I was actually watching, there's a documentary, I think it's on Discovery, I think, but it's the guy, he's done a lot of things before, but it's the Bigfoot files. And they were talking about the different places in the Himalayas where they call the Yeti a different name. Sasquatch is in America, isn't it? Aye. It's it's like different, I don't know, it's one of their like, lingos the way they call it. But, um, yeah, so they got proper hair and stuff from like samples they collected over the years from hikers and things. Mm-hmm. But it actually turned out that they think it was a mix of a polar bear and a brown bear. Right. A different species of bear in Himalaya. So I thought, I know James being in Himalayas. Obviously, he hadn't seen Bigfoot, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me just categorically um, confirm that I did not see it. Okay. What are we meeting with Bigfoot up the Himalayas? Old Bigfoot, old Yeti. Yep. What other yeah. names are the brothers? Yeti, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, what else? There's something else. There's definitely yeah. another one. The Abominable Snowman. Ah, that's, that's him. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. Good old Snowman. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or James Perry hasn't got his hair. One of the other. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, I. So that's the crack at. So you yeah. wouldn't do. What about. You know what the highest mountain in Ireland is, don't you? You've told me this before. Of course I've I have. I've definitely not done it. I know. You, I know. I've not done it though. Where Remind it? me again. Where is it? Down south, is it not? Uh, <laughs> <that was good. laughs> 
Can you be a bit more specific than that? Specific? It's in county. Oh, yeah, you're getting good now, aren't you? <laughs> the old Minx Minister is back again. It is. Just haven't got my white collar on the day. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Cork. You're very close. Oh, damn it. What could you say, Cork? To the left of it, as you look. Kerry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's called Karen Toohill in the in the McGillicuddy Rakes and Kerry. And you've done it? No. I've been no. to the I've been to the coffee shop at the bottom of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was just uh, it's on the ring of Kerry, like. Yes. And I was doing the ring of Kerry and just wanted to go and see it. And to be honest, it was completely covered uh, with cloud that day, so didn't go didn't go anywhere there. There is a, there's another mountain somewhere in the McGillicuddy Rakes. And it used to have a massive cross. It could be Mount, was it Mount Brandon? Which is, I think, the second highest mountain in Ireland. Okay. And there's a massive cross on top of it. And some buck agent climbed Mount Brandon with an angle grinder to cut down the cross. Was that not on the news? A high year. Now, yeah. this, this could be five or six, yeah, yeah. Five or six yeah. years ago. So it was a massive metal cross, 12 foot tall, and some buckle carried up an angle grinder to cut down. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, my God. Why would you ever do that? I know. So, Waste of time, that. That is the crack of that, indeed. So we're both saying no to Everest. Poor Everest, no. Yes, poor Everest. Oh, well. Just a wee fact out about Everest. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing that was on on the internet that um, it's the first time in hundreds of years that they're able to see Everest from a certain point in India and from the Kathmandu Valley, which Kathmandu is in? It's the first time in hundreds of years you've never been able to see it because of the way the the way the globe is starting to clear and the pollution starting yeah. to clear. Brilliant. I don't know that would be unreal to see though. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, I seen I think in the top ten, I think I seen four of the highest mountains in the world on the circuit. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty good. Pretty weird. You're just taking all those boxes. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Annapurna two, David Jerry, Manasulu, and I can't remember the other one. So I it's much for carry. I can't remember. Something yeah. okay. I've seen a load of mountains. Seen a load of mountains. Did a lot of things. <laughs> I did. Shall we do a flash card Friday? We should. We shall. We should. Okay. We should. We shall. First one is wrestling. Oh, good old wrestling. Mm-hmm. I used to love it. Triple H, did you tell me you loved? Oh, uh, yeah, did I? Yeah, Triple H, see? I used to love it. says it's wrestling. time to play the game or something, his intro. Aye. Uh, yeah. Aye, but I I got into it really late, right? <laughs> so I got into it like I was about 18. Okay. And the only reason why I think I got into it was that myself and a friend of mine, like you were just 17, 18, whatever, and, you know, A-levels and stuff and just, just thinking about uni and things and all we were doing on the weekend, the most exciting thing you ever done on the weekend was essentially... You went and you got a feed. You played a few games of snooker and you came back and you watched the wrestling. <laughs> right? And it just happened to be the only thing it was on. I think it was the first time we had Sky TV. Yeah. Or, do you remember, oh no, you're too young. ITV Digital. It was the first time digital TV came out basically, right? Okay. And you were able to get these things. But 
I'm going to say this in the down low. I managed to get a chipped Sky Guard, right? Oh, the dodgy box was in back the do- then. The dodgy box was away back then. And you used to get all the Sky Channels for free, right? So this was roughly about the same time, you know, it was about 98, 99, right about that. Mm-hmm. And so we discovered the wrestling and we started, so we made this like a routine every single Friday night. And you went out on a Saturday night and whatever else, but every single Friday night, and was it was it called Raw? Yes, WWE Raw. It was WWF, and then the change. Oh, it was, it was WWF, yeah. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I was all right, and it was the first time I ever watched it because my only experience before that of wrestling was like <laughs> the old English wrestling <laughs> Saturday that your granny sort of watched. <laughs> Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks and all this. Oh Jesus! Yep. But then, yes, so I watched that, and at that stage, I think the big fellas on it were Stone Cold, The Rock, yep. and Triple H. They were the mm-hmm. three like megastars on The Undertaker. Yes. yes, and Kane too. Sometimes he came in. Kane, uh, Kane. Yeah. And they were the megastars. And for some reason, because everybody loved the others, I decided that I would like Triple H. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was just such a cracking bad, bad guy. Like he was just His hair was amazing. <laughs> I, but he was built like a tank, and I was really mm-hmm. big. I, I was big into weights at the time too, and like he was a tank, and he done like he done that. He was a bodybuilder before he became a wrestler. I'm just picturing you with a blonde wig on right now. Sorry, you my blonde wig? <laughs> you just coming into the weightlifting? No, no, no. It's all about the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else about the wrestler? I do you remember he used to have a sidekick? The moment what you call her? Oh, I. China. Ch- <laughs> yeah, China. <laughs> China, you called her. And then some strange reason she became actually quite attractive. Some strange reason? Which wasn't particularly attractive at the start. <laughs> My fear, I used to always be, I like the Hardy brothers, but they always had their sidekick. Well, not sidekick, but it was Lita at the time. Oh. So there was always three of them. Oh, and did they cheat on each other in real life or something? Ah, uh, yeah, something like that. They always, they had long hair too. You're on team with long hair. <laughs> you must have something with long hair then, eh? Do you, do, you, do you think you're a hardy boy? I find it. I'm away. I know what you're doing. You're a wee. What would you, what's called a moniker or a, or, 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 or whatever or your nickname for wrestling would be Killay Minx Minister? Oh, God. Can you imagine it? What would the steam tune be? <laughs> I don't have a clue. Star Wars or something. So, oh, Jesus. I actually have a picture because the Hardy brothers just always do this here and I have a picture in my football kit and I'm like, thought it was so class. I, I would be going like that. I know. So, no, I, and yeah, so China, I thought, became quite attractive. So she must have had a bit of surgery or something done. <laughs> she must have done. Just laying it on the line, just being honest there. Yeah. Well, honest to God, if you see. Like, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> she, she had a very, very square chin. Square and jaw. She did. I'm, I'm not lying. Like, the photographs don't lie. And then, <laughs> and then she became quite, quite feminine. And I found her quite attractive then, you know, a couple of years down the line. Mm-hmm. She went and more for that triangle look. She went for more rounded, softer, feminine face. And then I heard she was in Playboy. So then I went and... <laughs> Naturally, you just go to that, yeah. <laughs> so that's what piqued my interest in wrestling. 
I knew that was going to, whenever he said Triple H, I was like, nah, there's a side note here to this. He's going to say something. <laughs> Big pectoral muscles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's just in China. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were eating a carrot stick there, and then I realized it was a It's a pencil. Oh, it's, oh, one of those mechanical ones. They're cool. Aye. Yeah. A, a pound out of Asda, the greatest investment a man could ever make. I always used to push them I, the whole way out and then push them back in. That's what I've been doing all bloody. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so what about you in wrestling? How did you get into it? I used to, well, this is another thing. We didn't have it. We didn't have Sky at all. We only had like the four or five channels, whatever it was. But yeah. our next door neighbor, he always had Sky. So he used to tape like the Royal Rumble and stuff for us. And then we used to watch it. So everybody else had watched it, but we thought, oh my God, we haven't seen this at all. But my brother actually had the wrestling stage with the chip in the wrestlers. So whenever you ran the chip over the stage, played like their theme tune and all. You had the right. big show and Sting and all that there. But yeah, that's how Very I good. got into wrestling. Well, I, and I, I enjoyed it for a couple of years. And then I was just, I was saying, I was like done, you know, it just, that was my, yeah. I was out of my system at the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like now. What's a, do, you, do you ever see it now? I think it's more, I think it's kind of when, you know what? Like rugby, for example, it used to be where it didn't matter whether you had the muscles or whatever, you were just getting stuck in, like the way the rest was. But now I think it's kind of more for show. Not for show, but just more Manicured. appearance. Yeah. Well, the one thing I did hear about it was that um, well, the other thing was I found Triple's wife then quite attractive way back. Oh, okay. Just a big right. side note there. Yeah. yeah. It's Stephanie. But what I hear now is that it's very PG now, so they can't go. Like it used to be whenever we, you know, 1999, it was hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, some of the stuff was brilliant that they done, mm-hmm. setting people on fire and, you know, beating the shit out of you with a bit of barbed wire and all that sort of crack. It was brilliant, crack. <laughs> beating, beating, taking the chair and firing across your head. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently they can't do it. They can't show any of that anymore. Is that right? Yes, I think it's, it's all, something like that. It's all PG. Freak that. How do I have a pay per view if it's PG? I don't know. You think you'd you pay for a bit of violence, wouldn't you? <laughs> you get a bit of de- decent violence for your money. Big chair around the back of the noggin. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff! Brilliant stuff. So I, that's that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's wrestling. That's wrestling. Are you any other? Thing? I do. Do you want another one? Aye. Okay. This one is shipwrecks. 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 Oh God! Uh, My only reaction is Titanic. There. Aye. Well, you know, you know what was grand whenever left here. <laughs> Titanic Films. was Hello. Titanic for people in Baku and Azerbaijan was built in the north of Ireland and was completed in 1912 mm-hmm. right? and it was built by Irishmen and sunk by Englishmen <laughs> and I'm not talking I'm not talking out of turn because if you go to the Titanic Museum that's what it says in the t-shirt mm-hmm. so, yep. I'm, not, I'm not lying it's just what it says in the t-shirt just because <laughs> believe everything that's on his shirt. No, i joking. <laughs> Absolutely, I thought all that wrestling was real. Pectorials <laughs> um, across the front. That's what it's saying. You're like, yep. <laughs> I love some pectorials. Pectorials. That's going to be the title of this. Pectorials. <laughs> um, I. What other racks are there? There is some rack that was. Was it beached and then they fixed it? Ah, I think they did. Out in Newcastle, they've got the anchor. Mm-hmm. I can't. It was the SS something. I can't remember what it was called. 
That was beached in Dundrum Bay about 150 years ago. But the most famous wrecks would have probably have been the Armada. Yes. Around the north coast of Ireland here, the Girona and stuff. But then around Donegal and actually around Sligo and Mayo. Um, that's the reason why there's, there's actually a wee bit of a Spanish influence around Mayo because some of the people, some of the ship, the people who were shipwrecked went and came and set, settled around there. So, yeah, they're the, and I, the Girona, I think, was the most famous wreck of the Spanish Armada. And you can go and see the cannons and the gold and the coins from mm-hmm. in, the, in the Austrian Museum. You can see all that. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. Um, what other stuff regarding the Titanic? I always grew up believing that the Titanic story, like the actual film, was right. true. And whenever I found out it wasn't true, I was devastated. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm like, Rose, move over. There's plenty of room for Jack in that board. Like, she just let him die. I've never watched the film. It's it's actually quite good. I did shed a couple of tears first time I watched it, not going to lie. But how long is it? Oh, it's about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the other thing about the Titanic was it sunk on the 15th of April. Mm-hmm. 15th of April, 1912. And the 15th of April is my dad's birthday. No way. Hi, so not nineteen twelve, like. God well, yes, it. obviously yes. Not me. <laughs> Jim's Jim's some gore for that age. <laughs> hundred eight years old, and he's still going strong. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so yeah, it, hit, it actually hit the iceberg on the fourteenth, mm-hmm. and then by the time it sunk, it was into the next morning, into the fifteenth. But broken too. Yeah. Right, clean it too. Now, excuse me, that uh, that would have been scary stuff, like. But you know. A lot, more, a lot of people who died were Irish because they were stuck in steerage because they couldn't, they couldn't afford to be even be in second class. Yeah. You know? So there was a lot of that, and there was a lot of political stuff about the Titanic, which I'm not going into. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case, yeah. Okay, so but yeah, so Titanic's quite infamous. But it went from it went from Belfast to Cove, which is in Cork, which is called Queenstown then. Mm. And then it went from Queenstown, I think, to Southampton. Yes. To pick up the first class passengers, the posh passenger posh, posh passengers. And then it went and it made its um made its way then Canada. And that's where it's got. But sure, it's only been found recently, like it's only in the last twenty years they found it. Yeah. But it's going to be it's going to disappear within the next fifteen years or something, I think, because it? it's just corroding, yeah. Because they were trying to get it the the money together to bring it back up, but it would ju- they said there's no point because it'll just disintegrate by the time it gets there. I and I think the other thing was I think a lot of um, relatives of, of the people yeah. who died, you know, generations to mm-hmm. now, you know, they see a potential graveyard, so they don't want to desecrate. So they, Great, yeah, I think yeah. they all I think they all agreed that yeah, okay, let's just let it. But apparently, it was actually the it was the cold that killed most of the people. Yeah, it was the hypothermia. But the other thing that killed some people, and this must have been frightening, was the suction of it going down. Oh, Jesus! So no. if you if you were near anywhere near the body of that as it sunk, it dragged you down. You were frigged. It's a quicksand, you know. You just, as mm-hmm. you <laughs> it's actually a pity that nobody could see that on the podcast. I know. <laughs> might do is the clip <laughs> just this i don't do not be putting this the clip you want to get there <laughs> pictorials 
I fu- I f- oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> right, let's move on. Let's move on. Shall we move on to episode the second episode? Yeah. I was going to say well, episode two, but we're long gone from that. <laughs> well, Rebecca, sign off your first episode first. I will, yes. So you can, find us. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Grin and Burt Podcast NI. And you can email us at Gmail. It's Grin and Burt Podcast NI at gmail.com. There hasn't been any other emails, but I'm still going to push the email until I die. <laughs> so... Just again for people in Baku before we sign off, there's been five emails inquiring about the podcast and about 50,000 emails from Nigerian generals asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Great stuff. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>